passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode, episode 176, a bonus episode this week on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for every league, Major League Baseball, down the stretch we come. NFL, we're in the swing of things. NBA is right around the corner. NHL is right around the corner. They even have combat sports, esports, golf. Maybe a little live tour. Get a little crazy, people. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Go to Bet Online today. Use promo code BLEAV50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, BLEAV, B L E A V, 50, receive 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts with that said, episode 176, bonus episode for the love of the game. Let's get this work. episode at the closing we had to do a bonus episode because this season of the bachelorette concluded last night so i have none other than recurring guests shy elberger and lizzie verstendig here to talk about it two of us actually watched it together in person two straight guys just you know at somebody's apartment watching the bachelorette lizzie did not make it but how we doing guys how we doing Excited, a lot to say, a lot to say. Yeah, that was um, that was some uh, some cringe-worthy moments last night, but definitely a lot to talk about. So, I'm so happy that this season's over for so many reasons, but last night was quite a spectacle. So, I, I guess before we get into Rachel and Tino, Gabby and Eric. Lizzie, you're up first. Like, what was the thing that stood out to you most, just by everything? By everything? Oh, wow. Um, I think what stood out the most, and I think we'll get into it later, but 
two things. The main one being that everything they did with the live portion of Zach meeting the bachelor, the contestants was the most uncomfortable piece of television I have ever watched in my whole life. Oh yeah. Never do anything live ever. Yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. I mean, we're going to talk about that at the tail end, but that was, that was pretty uncomfortable. And shy, what stuck out to you? I, I just, I feel like the last couple episodes, um, for the studio shows, whenever they showed Rachel on the little camera watching the video that we were watching, like she clearly wasn't happy. And I guess we, we figured it didn't end well for her. Um, but what they started off the episode, Jesse was like, refer to something that had, I was like public news, but I had not heard of it. And I, I don't think you had either. Nope. And I guess it was about the, the Tino situation. So I knew something had happened while the episode was going on, but I didn't know what it was actually referring to until we saw it on TV and then it played out uh, as it did. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about how that, how that went. Yeah. Tino had uh, quite a performance. I think we'll just put it that way. Quite a performance from our guy, Tino. Uh, The thing that stood out to me most was first of all, Rachel clearly had the, um, I'm, heartbroken so I'm getting really hot again moment where she looked like she lost 15 to 20 pounds and got into better shape uh, because her dress at the proposal it it just it wasn't flattering for somebody who's a, a pretty girl it just it was not a good look right and then Gabby shows up looking like a dominatrix and I don't think she was wearing underwear which was an interesting look for a live studio show on ABC. And she dropped an asshole bomb on live television that they didn't bleep out, which I kind of appreciated. Yeah, I mean, um, I love her. One of the many reasons I love her was that wrong I, I have a question, and I think Lizzie can help me here. I need someone to like piece together the timing of what happened last night in terms of, like, Give it to me in like calendar month and year. When was the proposal? When did this stuff happen with Tino? When did Tino go to her house? When did this actually air? Like it wasn't airing last night live, was it? I don't no, know. no. So usually so- the time frame between when the show is over and when like AFR is, is usually about give or take three months. Um, because it's like they, they do it for three months and it takes about three months to air. Um, so they start doing their happy couple weekends after the, like the finale, but it seems like, I don't know the exact time, but it seems like pretty early on they broke up. Um, and then pretty, I I mean, if I had to venture a guess, I would say that conversation outside the house was six weeks ago or a month ago. So she was, so she was legitimately miserable for like two months. Yeah, because I mean, they made it the, the way, I mean, they were kind of cryptic about it. I need more information. And I heard that Tino's going to be a Nick Vial's podcast tomorrow. So I need to listen. But um, they were the cryptic about form. it. But, exactly. But they, you know, he said something about once the show started airing and we were watching it, that's when problems started to arise. Yes. Yeah. Um, Rachel referenced, she was like going, doing a lot of press and traveling like before it started airing. And, and that also could be a time frame when it happened. But then, so when did the show last night, when did that actually air? 
Which part? Uh, no, that Aaron. was when live. Did, when did it? Um, when did it film? It was filming last night. Yes, when she was talking to Tino in the studio, that was live last night. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, so, and uh, okay, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, let's start with Gabby because she's a little less. Um, there's a little less to unpack here. So, Gabby ends up with Eric. Uh, they look like you know it looks like they're not going to get engaged because Eric wasn't ready. And then he drops the line where he says he'll do whatever it takes. Right? I'll do whatever it takes to keep you. You know, Rachel's situation went first but you see when gabby shows up to the house that she's clearly wearing an engagement ring so what do we make of of gabby's situation with eric especially you know how things unfolded with the way eric was going on to the show like lizzie what, what do you make of the gabby and eric situation i mean i think that all the drama surrounding him with the girl and the receipts i don't i don't think it's a big deal i don't know maybe i'm jaded at this point but he went on to the show. He said he wasn't really dating her seriously. He told her he was going on. Maybe he said to her, oh, wait for me or whatever, because maybe and he even admitted that he didn't believe in the show and think he could really find love. And then he went on the show and he found love. Like, I, I don't think that's at all like a salacious piece of information. Information. I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, I actually think the irony of it all is that like, they're kind of just like, boringly adorable like I think they just seem like they really love each other they're cute and I wouldn't be surprised if they lasted so you don't think it's anything more than just like that awkward in-between stage where you start talking to somebody there may be some feelings there may be some progressions but you haven't put like a what should we call it, a label on it or, or nothing's like official yet and that's what he was referring to, and he was just skeptical of the process? Well, I heard, I don't remember where I heard more details about it, but apparently they'd only been dating for maybe two months. Like, it's not like it was a serious, deep relationship. Like, I don't think he owed the girl anything. And I think, you know, not to say I don't know this girl, but everyone's kind of into their 15 minutes of fame, you know? Right, 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 right. Shai, what'd you, what'd you make of the whole situation last night? I thought the the part of his text, uh, which I also found hilarious that they like put it up on the big screen. It was that he referred to the show as a joke. He was like, it's just a joke. And so that was, it was his point where he was like, I guess he wasn't so much a believer going in. And I mean, it, he's allowed to change his mind. Um, but I do agree, like, what's the point? What is this girl trying to accomplish by putting this out to get back together with him? Like, that doesn't seem like a likely outcome. So I do agree, like nothing really terrible took place. Um, it feels like this girl is just trying to, again, like you said, get her 15 minutes of fame and uh, Gabby handled it pretty well. They had spoken about it, it said, so it's not like it's just coming up for the first time. And she did say, I mean, you were kind of an asshole and she kind of like laughed at that. So I, I, I like them as a couple also, not, not super interesting in my opinion. And um, I, I don't know if I agree with your Gabby underwear assessment, but there is definitely a lot of thighs showing with some sort of weapon holster. But that's, but that's the whole difference right there is the difference between Gabby and Rachel. Like Gabby is very down to earth. She's like, yeah. So was it an asshole move that you told her that? Yeah, it was, but like, it wasn't the biggest deal. Whereas like 
Rachel just catastrophizes every single little thing, making it the worst thing that anyone in the world could possibly have done. I do, uh, I would have, it's interesting to think about how Gabby would have acted in Rachel's situation and vice versa. Um, yeah. Because, right. I mean, unless I'm, maybe I'm in the minority and we'll get to Rachel, but I didn't, I was kind of pro-Rachel uh, in that whole situation. No, I, I, I was pro-Rachel too. I, th I don't think you can be pro Tino in this situation. It's just, uh, uh, we can save it, but I'm going to have a hot take on this one. Yeah. There, there's pro Tino people out there. I was on Twitter. I was on, I don't think they know what his full name is. Maybe that'll change their minds, but there were pro Tino people. So do we, do we think Gabby and Eric like are actually going to last? And actually, before you answer that question, how much credit do we give ABC for the editing job? making it seem like they were either going to split or they weren't going to end up engaged. No, because come all... on. Did you believe that? I mean, I, maybe kind of. I didn't think there was going to be either, uh, one proposal, let alone two. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't like 100% sold that Eric was going to propose. No, I agree that I don't think it was necessarily obvious that he would propose, but there was no way they were breaking up. Uh, that I agree with. But she, but again, but she was so dead set on on being engaged, like and Richard was kind of too. But she, it's great to be dead set. But then if the last person left, is like I'm not getting engaged. So what are your options? Or not being engaged, or not being engaged, but at least having this guy as a boyfriend. Right, but like what Gabby pretty much said the same thing Eric said. Like Eric said, I'll do whatever it takes. And Gabby kind of said that also. She was like, Yeah, do I want him to propose? Yes, but I also want to be with him and I know he's the person I want to be with. So I honestly think they would still last even if he didn't propose. I think they both seem like they were willing to kind of compromise. Uh yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a weird outcome of a compromise. Like, all right, we'll compromise, we'll get engaged. Yeah, because well, um, I think Eric Eric probably thinks like we will get I think like I think he believes they will get engaged eventually. I'm like, why not do it now if he knows it really means so much to her and he really believes they'll be together in the end. I, I, the whole the whole thing of like well, because but then you're so then much. you're ru you're rushing steps. What do you mean? Yeah, like, I mean just to do it because it means a lot. It's like I don't know. It seems I mean that's the show, but it's kind of red flaggy if the person like must get engaged after two months no, of living but, in a fantasy bubble. No, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't feel like Rachel was saying that. Rachel was saying right, we correct. must get engaged. I don't, Gabby wasn't saying that. She was saying, yes, I would really love to get engaged. And I, but I think Gabby was more saying, I want the person to be serious about me and serious about us after this. I don't think, I think, I really truly believe that if Eric said, I love you so much, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I just don't feel ready to get engaged at this moment for like that. I, I still think they'd be together. Whereas I think Rachel would have said no if someone did that, no matter who it was. Really? I mean, yeah. she she basically sent home Avon because he would not engage, uh, propose at the end of it. Yeah. All right, so let, let's move on to Rachel because obviously this is the, um, the juicy topic of the two and a half hours of television. It probably took up about an hour and 45 minutes. So Rachel... And Tino, they get engaged. Things aren't going well. Tino has his moment where he kisses another girl. I don't know how long that happened after 
the um the final rose ceremony happened um and then he shows up to the house to have this conversation on a level of awkwardness um actually instead of a level of awkwardness because that's not the right word Let's rate Tino's performance, all right, in terms of falling on your face in front of, uh, you know, a live audience. Scale of 1 to 10, Lizzie, how do you think Tino did in terms of falling on his face? You guys are going to be surprised. I'm going to totally disagree with both of you. I don't think he did a bad job. I think they, the way that Rachel acted and the way that ABC pigeonholed him he literally had no choice. He could not get a word out. Okay, my counter to this is that when you come in, given, you know, that, that he kissed someone else, and again, it's not like he slept with somebody else. He kissed somebody else. We're not condoning actions, but again, there are levels to this, right? You have to immediately just say, I'm sorry, right? You just have to lead off with that, and then the tenor of the conversation happens differently. He did not but do that. I, I agree with you. And I'm not condoning at all that he kissed someone else. This is not what that's about. What I'm saying is that, and I could be wrong, but from what I took out of watching them in both the scene that we saw that was recorded before and then the live scene was that there were definitely other things going on at the time that we are not privy to, unfortunately. I would love to be able to know that information because I think that would give us a very different perspective. And I think that, like, even though she kept being like, well, stop, stop saying but, stop defending yourself, just say sorry. But there could have been, not saying there's a reason to cheat on someone, but it really seems like he thought they were over. Like, this is like a Ross and Rachel, we're on a break situation. And like, it seemed like, honestly, she was being really mean to him and like telling him really not nice things. So like, for all intents and purposes, he seemed like he thought it was over. So like, yes, he apologized, which he did, but it is an apology with a caveat. Like, I'm sorry, but you also made our relationship seem like it wasn't going anywhere. So what was I supposed to think? When did she... When did she do that, though? Like, I, I'm, before, I'm... it was so he said it pretty much seemed like it was pretty quick after they got engaged that like they were supposed to have their happy couple weekend, and she said, "I'm going through too much. I can't do this. I'm on. I'm giving the ring back. I don't feel like we can be engaged." Wait, I, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I thought okay. they went through the happy couple weekend, and then the problem started afterwards. No, meaning they had multiple happy couple weekends. I don't know if they had any prior to this one, but they didn't. No, she said, I don't want to do it or like I can and I don't want, like I might not want to sleep in the same place as you and all this stuff. And then, and she said she wants to give the ring back. Like, I, I just think we're not getting the full story and and I, I'm going to say something that's going to get me a lot of flack, but like, and I hate this word because it's so overused, but I really felt like she was gaslighting him. Shy, what do you have to respond to this? Uh, I was aware this opinion was out there. And um, I feel like I have a list of things in my head. And I'll try to remember them. Firstly is I do agree that there are things we're not privy to. And I actually feel like what we're not privy to would be even more anti-Tino because just seem like Rachel's 
natural facial reactions to some of the things he said were the result of him just not being truthful. And I, I believed her facial reaction. Um, she also said a few times that she never said, like, I want to give the ring back. She said, if we're not, if we're going to end the engagement, I'm going to give the ring back. Or like, she asked him flat out, did we ever break up, call off the engagement? And he either said no, or he was like speechless at the studio show for like 10 straight seconds. So I, I'm, it does seem like they were in fights and it, things weren't going smoothly and they probably broached the subject. But I also believe it never actually reached that point. And I think Tino was just in a bar, as he said, probably drunk, probably, you know, good looking guy was just on The Bachelor. It's not unreasonable to think that that happened. And I also would agree with Rachel that it's not unreasonable to think it happened more than once. Another thing yeah. with... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go, you go. Other thing was, um, and we'll get to the studio part where I do think ABC uh, did them wrong. But um, so he fought, he goes to her house. This is apparently the first time they've been in person since this. Also, the whole... I mean, the way she described it being very shady, the way he like brought it up initially, you know, you might be hearing some things about, and she had to like pull teeth and wasn't getting full details. Just, it didn't seem like he was very straightforward about the situation. I also have been uh, not on Tino's side for several weeks uh, by now. So it's also like, you know, this is confirmation bias. Um, he comes, he brings his little journal, which we, I, you know, I like, I think I joked, I was like, was it a diary? And it actually was a journal where he wrote down like quotes that she said to use against her when the purpose of this visit was to essentially own up to what he did and try to see if they can uh, move through it. it. It was, I, I feel like I can identify, um, it's, it's not harsh for obviously I'm not a doctor, but there just seemed like some narcissistic tendencies that I thought he was doing. For instance, he gets there on the couch and Rachel's like, do you want to start? Like, obviously he should be the first one to talk, apologize right off the bat. And he was like, no, you can start. And I feel like that is a tactic to not really have to say anything for yourself and you don't have to apologize. You can now basically base what you're going to say off of what she says. So if Rachel starts talking, he could try to poke at perhaps, you know, half truths or something where he's not actually doing the apology and he's just like kind of reacting to what she's saying. Then again, to turn it around on her thing, Rachel, you said, I'm going to give back the ring. Her face like lit up and just, I believed her when she was just like, you are lying. You are not being truthful. That's not what happened. And um, just like, if anything, as she said, he's reading quotes at it with no context. And um, it just seemed like when he was in a back into a corner, he had nothing to say. He was like, oh, I need some air. I need some air. And he, and he went out uh, twice. Um, I do think the last thing I'll say is, I, like I said, ABC, I think, screwed him with the studio show. I said this to Aaron while we were watching. That first time he took a break and like went to the backyard and he's like on the verge of crying and like yelling at the producers to like just end it. Tell her to break up with me already. Just like get me out of here seemed like that was like the one second where I felt bad for Tim because it does make you realize like they're literally in this bubble like producers are probably running everything he was asked you know he's probably told to go there for all I know they told him to write quotes in a notebook 
And he feels like his only way out of this horrible situation is like to ask the producers to tell Rachel to break up with him, um, which I, I thought was kind of sad. But overall, no, I did not buy Tino's act. I thought he was being very shady, lying, and I was picking up on certain strategies, I think, that he was using on, uh, to get around this. And I just think the tenor of the conversation changes if he just comes out and says, I'm sorry, right off the bat. And then I don't think that, you know, Rachel would have been, I don't even think combative is the right word because I really don't think she was combative. But, like, I, I just, if he handles it right, right off the bat, the whole thing goes differently. I like that. that. I, I, I really don't agree with you guys. Like, I, I agree with the fact that I'm not trying to say that I – like love Tino and thinks he think he's amazing. I've been saying no, every time. I he's think spoken, he's a, I think he's a yeah. sleaze bag. Yeah, like not so whatever, but like he I wouldn't be surprised if he did very not nice things to girls he's dated. Like he's probably slightly a sociopath, but I so I'm not defending him. It actually has nothing to do with Tino in this moment, my thoughts. And I think more of my thoughts of like my bias towards him versus Rachel is based off of Rachel's performance this entire season. Rachel has been that's fair so focused on what other what America perceives of her that has affected negatively every single thing she's done on the show and every relationship she's had even the Avon thing she should have obviously picked Avon he was the obvious choice for her and she wouldn't be with him because she would feel embarrassed to not get engaged in front of America so I think like again I'm not I don't know what happened behind the scenes but I would I would bet money that Tino probably sat there when this happened initially, begging on his knees, apologizing to her. So and that ABC that all... basically no, scrapped all that... of that. No, meaning no, no, no. Like when they when they met and he told her that he cheated. Like I believe that he sat there begging on his hands and knees, probably crying and begging for her love. So, like, to come back now and say, well, now that we're in front of America in a live audience, or now we're in front of the cameras, tell, why didn't you say you're sorry? That's what you should have said. I don't believe that. I believe that he begged for her forgiveness and apologized profusely. And he probably felt at this point, like, well, I already said that. Like, what? I actually believe that he doesn't, like, perform for the cameras where she does. So he's probably like, well, we, I already, like, professed in my like apologies to you now I want to talk about like can we move on from this and all she says is like we'll say you're sorry like I felt she she knew that this she was not continuing with him and I think she wanted to make sure that her edit was the positive one and he was the villain and not to say he's not kissing another girl even if it was the murky waters at the time is a terrible thing but I think they they villainized him and she took no onus for anything I mean, my, I would, my, my uh, opinion of Rachel has been, like, the stock has been down for a while now, right? Like, it's just, ever since, like, the first two episodes, it's just been declining, and, and it's really crashed. But I'm not sure, though, that there was some, like, major apology that wasn't aired, and this was just, like, secondary. I, I agree. With, well, I, no, but I, what I do you mean? When he, when he told her about the cheating, they didn't, they didn't film that. 
No, uh, but, correct, I, but, yeah. but you, but you just said that there was like this grand impersonal apology where he begs for, where he no, begs well, for when, forgiveness. I'm not sure that happened. He, no, but when he, I believe that when he told her and he confessed that he cheated, that that's when he apologized to her. I don't think that's something that they would like, first of all, I don't know that they were even pretty to like have recorded that, let alone right. be able well, to play and, that. Well, do you think then, if that were the case, he would then say afterwards to her that he regrets telling her? Because that that was said also as something that happened. I, I I would I would have a hard time believing. I don't think he had some grand apology, um, and I don't think he's actor of the camera. I don't think he's a performer. I think that's how he naturally is um, is just that kind of person, and I would. I don't think he actually apologized for real. Can we talk about his performance on camera for a second? The the walking up, the walking out, the trying to get the microphone off, the awkward unbuttoning of the shirt and having the shirt like being flapping in the um in the wind like all of it was just just gross to look at. Like absolutely gross. Um, I did love when he was outside and Rachel comes outside and she's like, why is your shirt unbuttoned? Um, also, who was he calling on the phone? He called someone and then he's like, I had to call someone. Who, who was that? He, he called someone? He's on, yeah, he was on his second, phone. She yeah. came out. He like hung up. Uh, and she was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I had to talk to someone. I had to call uh, Maybe it was his mom or something. Yeah, yeah. He has this like sheepish ass grin on his face yeah, with exactly. the shirt was, unbuttoned. Right. Then that's he the, turns around and he's just like, kind of like a Derek Zoolander type look. He's like, Yeah. And then she's like, Why is your shirt open? And he's like, Ah, ah. And then he just starts buttoning it. But like, he's probably calling that girl. He's like, All right, I'll see you tomorrow night. No, he wasn't. Stop it. <laughs> no, but I do think, like, I think, I think that part of it is also, I'm like, if you listen to former bachelors or bachelorettes or contestants, they will tell you that like part of like the emotional warfare that the producers do on you is that they, they will specifically put you in a situation. Like I think Caitlin Brister talks about how they like sat her in a room for an hour and a half and kept badgering her over and over. And they wanted her to cry and she wouldn't, she wouldn't. She was like, okay, fine. You want me to say it? I'm going to say it. I'm going to cry just so you let me out of this room. So, like, I feel like the whole situation when they recorded it at the house, like, I think they put him in a situation where they were probably, by the way, saying things in his ear and saying things in her ear, making it a really contentious, like, situation. I'm sure when he came out, they said things to him. And he's like, okay, just get in order to break up with me. Whatever you can get me to get out of this hell right now is what I want to do. So I think, like, we can't forget that, like, the producer's, are very much involved in how this all goes down and what is said to each person. One quick yeah. thing on Caitlin Bristow. What do we think of Caitlin Bristow's look last night? That's, that's not for me. That, that question's not for me. Her look is for me. Lizzie, what do we think? Because, yeah, my it's hard for me because I love her so much. She is my my favorite bachelorette of all time and will forever be my favorite bachelorette of all time. I do think that like her, she looks different now than she did then. Like she's had some work done, which I don't like, I don't have a problem with like, go for it. Um, but I just like, I kind of miss like the old Caitlin a little. Which one was she? Was she sitting on the right? 
She was sitting next to Becca. She was sitting next to Becca Kufrin in the green right. with oh, the okay, audience. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, definitely had some work done. And it's it's a bad fake tan. It's bad fake tan. That's all I'm gonna say. As somebody who knows how to uh, get a real tan, that that was a bad fake tan. Coming from the expert, you should talk to her. You should DM her and give her some tips. I, I, you could just see it like glistening off her forehead. I was just like, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? So, yeah, no, it, Tino and, and Tino's sweating situation was a real mess at the house. Like, the hair no, was you know messy. What? No, I'm going to interrupt because I feel for him. I am a sweater and I feel for him, okay? I, I just I don't mean, understand how how the cameras didn't they didn't like help him out then, a little bit. And then that because they wanted to show him. They just wanted, that's yeah. The work of uh, Mr. Missy, the the Russia, the Gata. They were demonizing him, like they were really leaning into it because again, and we know this always, right? Like we've seen it in the past when there is a contestant that ends up winning, even if there's terrible press about them they make sure that they give them an edit that makes them look amazing, right? So they knew that based off of how everything went down, that maybe people wouldn't be on Rachel's side. So they wanted to make sure that the edit was in her favor and that he looked like the devil. But, um, also, but like, but she, but she was kind of cheated on. So like, why, why would people be uh, against her? I, no, 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 I, I agree. But I'm saying, I think that the way she handled the entire season Again, like like I just said to you, right? right. Like I don't right, care right, about right. Dino, but I'm more on his side because of the way that she's acted this whole season. So I think they're not stupid and they know how people are have been perceiving her. They have like a pulse on what's going on. And they said, we want to make sure that there's no way, you know, they protect their leads as a general and they want to make sure that there's no way that anyone could look at Rachel and say anything other than, oh my God, this poor girl, she's so sweet and has done everything nice and look what happens to her. I wouldn't be surprised if she's the next Bachelorette again, by the way. No. No. Cannot put herself through that again. No way. You I, I'm saying redemption arc, you know? No, she's no going to now find her love. Even if she were offered that, she would have to turn it down for her own family. I would hope so, but. Um, here, my question is when the season was like halfway through and then toward the end, when they were showing commercials for basically like how it ended the most shocking thing ever do they at that point did they know that this whole thing with tino went down yes yes okay because it really did seem like the first half of the season tino was like the clear favorite i i think most people were yeah i had nothing wrong with him it was from that episode where he bitched after he didn't get the rose yeah. and the guy called him a baby bag bitch and then from like that point on his edit was I just started to not like him for whatever reason, maybe subconsciously. And, and it seems like maybe they, this all went down and they're like, okay, we're going to have to change course here as to how we make this guy look. I'm so proud of you, Shy, because that's a hundred percent what happened. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I want to move on to the, um, the studio show. So obviously Rachel's giving her spiel um, on the couch with Jesse uh, I would love to know what she did to tone her arms in the month and a half. It really, uh, it really was Wait, crazy. What? The difference. But what do you like, mean, month, month and a half? It was last week to this week. They were both live shows. 
No, I understand. No, but from when she was, you know, had the fight with Tino. Right. No, when she had the fight with Tino at the house to the live show, you're saying that that was basically six weeks, right? I mean, I I don't know, but yeah, something like that. Roughly six weeks, six six weeks to to two months. I want to know what kind of workout regimen she was on because she's like, she was a shapeshifter. And her arms got significantly more toned once she was done. She got revenge hot again. That's right. Maybe she'll go on Paradise. Well, we already saw her on, on the teaser for Paradise. But yeah. I, I wanted to uh, – before we talk about Rachel and Tino's um, in-studio performance, because that was also something, Rachel's family <laughs> and their reactions – I mean, how could you not love her dad? Seems like he wants to punch everybody, including the one sitting next to him. Um, I think there was a time, I forget what the context was, but I, I rewinded it because the mom, the uh, Rachel's mom, I looked, seemed like it was like clapping and he, the dad like put her arm, his arm over her to like stop clapping. And I like, I don't know if it was for Tino or like what it was for. But he no, it was, when, it was after they got engaged. Oh man, it was after they got engaged. Right. The mom's the mom's clapping it up like <laughs> like like you know something right. super magical just happened. Um, yeah, that was funny. I mean, I feel bad for him. He she, I, this is where I feel bad for Rachel. And I I don't also they the her and Tina like met reference therapy a bunch, but I was also trying to see like, who was supposed to go to therapy when and what was going on and who declined therapy, but like. She really, I mean, she contributes it to herself, but she's been through two really shitty seasons of The Bachelor in a row with like very little time in between, I feel like. And that's what I'm, like, there's no way she could do a third season. She needs to be like out of the spotlight for a little bit and like really recover. Cause this, this whole thing was like, as you said, Lizzie, like her, it would be if she didn't get proposed to an embarrassment, she got proposed to. And then the only thing worse to her than getting not proposed to is probably this. So this is like two seasons in a row where she basically comes out on the short end of an embarrassing stick. And that's like the most important thing to her also. So it it seems like it's a pretty rough go. And her face the whole time watching all these clips was like, she was miserable. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think she should go on. And I think that she's the type of person that would like do amazing in the real world. Like she walks into a bar, every guy probably wants to date her. Uh, Like I think she'll be fine. I'm not concerned. Yeah, especially after she went revenge hot on everybody. It had to be said. I'm sorry. She looked like she looked slightly pregnant in that in that dress. She's a pretty girl. Like it, it, it was a it was a rough season for Rachel. They do a lot of drinking. I told you. It's I know that, fault. but like, but there, but there are levels. Like there are levels to this. It was a tough go around for Rachel in this respect. And I'm not sure ABC did her any favors with, with her wardrobe selections. Yeah, coastal grandma. That's what she was going for. So now that she got her revenge bod, they're on the couch with Jesse Palmer, Tino and Rachel. And let's talk about this conversation. Did we take anything from this conversation and the way it went down? Lizzie, you go first. I mean, no, I honestly feel like it was the same conversation that they had in the house, just uh, in front of a live audience. I, it was pretty repetitive. I don't, I don't personally think we found out any more information or had any more 
clarity on the situation. I need to know what the actual problem was, like what they were having problems about that they needed to see a counselor about. Then I could really make an informed decision about how I feel. Shai, was this conversation with Tino with Jesse Palmer necessary? It was necessary because of how it ended, but I do think it seemed like just more of the same of the Rachel's house couch conversation. They did hear again, reference vaguely and then not say it, something that would seem like personal to both of them because Rachel was like, you really want to, you really want to talk about that? You really want to talk about that? And Tina was like, okay, no, no, we don't have to talk about that. Like, I, I'm curious what that was. And then yeah, by the way, I don't like, I didn't like it when Rachel did that. I was just like, you know, if you're going to keep things, some things off limits, then like, don't try and like goad him with it. And well, then, I wanted, I, I was dying for him to be on, like, yeah, let's with, talk about it. Right, and tease us, and then all of a sudden just not go for it. If I was Tino, well, actually, in that moment, I would have said, let's have at it. Yeah, except for that, if you're Tino, you know what that information is, right. and so he probably but did how, not want that. But how much worse could it have been other than the edit he was getting already? Like, he already cheated probably what could have been, been worse? I don't know. Shy thinks Tino may have hit her with a two by four that we didn't notice. So, which is that not be worse. crazy. It wouldn't surprise me. But he, then there was that other point again where she was like, she asked him, I forget what the actual question was, that he clearly had no, the only answer would have been a bad one for him. So he just like didn't say anything for like 10 seconds. And it was really awkward. And then I think the first thing he said after that was like, I guess the question was something about, you know, what did you, like, what did you, why did you say that? Something about her family, because his response was like, I don't want to bring your family into this. And so blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was, it was definitely awkward. There was probably no reason for it. Rachel doesn't seem like she was enjoying it. I I think she actually like, she looked at Jesse off camera and I feel like made some sort of head motion or eye motion because right after that, Jesse was like, okay, I'll finish with this. It seemed like Rachel was like, I can't, I do not want to do this anymore. Um, and then the ending with, uh, with Avon, I need, I need Lizzie to tell me what producers was Avon like walking by. He stopped in, he heard a commotion going on. He's like, what is this? And, or no. okay. the, produ- the producers told him what happened that, you know, cheated on her. And they said to him, do you still love her? Do you want a chance? She's open to love. She's over Tino. If you do, come on in and sweep her off her feet. And that's, I, I, I don't even know what it's, it was. It, honestly, it's a great move by Avon. At the same time, she sent him home for a really ridiculous reason. Not only that, but then by default, chose someone else over him. It's like I, it, it kind of puts them in like a weak spot to like come, come crawling yeah. back. To well, her. I was about, okay. I was about to ask you shy as a, as a, as a dude who may or may not have been in that situation before, would you have even <laughs> thought about it, about going back to a girl like that? If it wasn't just for like the publicity of it all. I mean, if I saw how revenge Hachi had gotten, then perhaps but I'm sure he had feelings for her still, probably very strong feelings. He, I mean, it's not saying he's going in there thinking like we are now going to be engaged soon. 
And, you know, for all we know, they're, I don't know what their situation is now. I did ask you last night, I'm like, do you think they spent the night together? And I think you said definitely. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> question. Well, well, Shai, this might be before your time. Did you watch Hannah Brown season? Um, it may have been the first one I watched. So this is exactly what happened. Hannah and Jed had this same thing. They got engaged. They had this breakup. They came back. She talks to Tyler. She asked, uh, well, she asked Tyler out. Um, and then whatever, nothing ends up happening. But I agree with you 100%. I always feel that way. Like, they, whatever the circumstances were, the, the lead chose someone else. You were a runner-up. For whatever the reasons were, it doesn't matter. They chose to leave you in the dust and choose someone else. So, like, I right. mean, I'm not I mean, sure I broke, could go back. She broke and, and her I heart. Don't, yeah, and I don't think. And by the way, he did nothing wrong. I want to make that clear. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He was only amazing to her, and he was very patient. And I think that. I mean, there's no way this is lasting. I think it was like a cute thing. Maybe they slept together that night and we're done. So it's publicity. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was publicity in the sense of like, I think they really do probably still have love for each other. But I think, like you said, there's no way of coming back from that. Like, how do you ever get over? Like, you chose someone else over me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, the only the only thing I could think of is, and it would have to it would not be a short term thing, I don't think, is like, if if Avon can somehow get to the point where he accepts the fact and that Rachel was just caught up in the show as in this position and in that spot her mind and her attitude was like I must get engaged and you know it was you or Tino you weren't going to Tino was going to and like that is just the world my head was in at that point and through the this therapy that I've been going to and working on blah 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 and somehow you know that works itself out i don't yeah i mean that happening so i mean I, listen there's always the exceptions to the rules my boyfriend ari he is the exception he chose becca he let lauren go he went back to her they're together three kids later so it's possible i just don't think in this situation i didn't feel like wow there was so much love and they had this like beautiful love story and like they were really meant to be together like i was like yeah they liked each other and she probably should have chosen him but like Eh. Did you say your boyfriend has three kids with Becca? No, with Lauren. You don't. You were. It was before your time. Ari is the love of my life. Okay. Lizzie and I have debated Ari uh, many, (laughs) many times. Um, But we're burying the lead here in terms of the Avon return. Tino staying on the couch for this (laughs) for the first minute and a half. That's not his fault. He didn't know where to go. Like, he has to that, do whatever the producer tells him. Just leave. What do you mean he doesn't know where to go? You just leave. How do you sit there and okay. watch? You That's are not crazy. Under, You're not understanding how produced every moment of this show is. He's not allowed to leave unless they tell him he's allowed to leave. I, 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 I agree with both of you. Um, he has, he can't be there while this is going on. However, he can't. Whatever. I don't know Screw what the producers. He can't. There, there's, he's in like a studio with, with an exit that's like 50 feet away with probably 20 staffers. There's probably a guy with like a, holding up a stay sign. And no. I, I like what, 
I don't know what he what was he supposed to do, like jump behind the couch, but no, no, was- the funniest no, the funniest part of the whole episode was when Jesse said to him, So Tino, like, how you yeah, feel about this? You okay? <laughs> yeah, he's like, like should I say? Yeah. I'll say. No, I think how do you honestly, feel about this? You okay? You have, to, like, you, yeah. you have to just get up and leave regardless of no, your instructions. I, you can't sit there. It's actually it's crazy because as awkward and and as awkward as that was for Tino. He was probably so happy he even showed up to end that yeah. conversation. 100%. He, he wasn't getting anywhere on the couch. He was like, I need this to end. And then Avon showed up and Avon's like, oh, uh, Rachel, you want to go get a drink? I'd love to. And he was like, thank God. Yo, he looked so relieved. Yeah. Look, all right. I, yeah. My favorite part of the whole thing was when he mouthed, he's like, to the, I think that probably the producers or somebody who was like behind the scenes working the camera was like, am I done here? Like, oh, yeah. can I leave now? Yeah, like, yeah. that was so funny to me. But I just, I, I can't for the life of me understand how when he sees Avon walk out that he just doesn't exit stage right regardless of instruction. No. You can't no, stand I, there. They, Aaron, they have contracts. Like, they are literally a slave to the producers. And you think anyone who didn't find a contract like this would, like, allow them to, like, get like thrown in the mud like this no way like they will get sued for so much money they have to do whatever they tell them i hear that they have contracts but if he would have just been like i refuse to sit on the couch while they canoodle for a second i would have completely understood no i don't think that's a breach of contract no of course you'd understand but what the producers want is they want us to see how uncomfortable it was and it was so awkward and i can't believe he's sitting there and she's with avon and it's like the contrast of the knight in shining armor and then tino sitting there on the couch yeah i feel like the producers didn't actually go far enough they should have had them both sit on the couch next to tino and had them oh like go over <laughs> terrible oh terrible that was like the one moment i i actually felt bad for him um, so Avon and Rachel over under three weeks. Oh, that's too much. So this happened last night. I can't, I still can't wrap my head around that. Okay. So three weeks. Over under three weeks. So we're basically taking the under, they just went to smash city and then it's done. They're done by this morning. It's over. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, a little bit of a hot take. I'm team Clayton. Clayton dodged a bullet with these two. I'm telling you, man, the two of them, I know you like Gabby. Gabby Gabby. with her, yeah, yeah. Boring. And Rachel, like, is basically, the R stands for red flag. I'm team Clayton. (laughs) Okay. um, I'm going to, it's a hot take, so it's not hard to disagree. Not that I necessarily disagree that he dodged a bullet. The reason you can't be Team Clayton is because of the way he went about how the last couple episodes went. And he's a doofus. And just the way he, he told all of them, that, I mean, I don't react to it. It's not that he, do, he dodged a bullet. I actually think Susie was the best of the three. It was the way he handled himself is why you cannot be Team Clayton. Ends justify the means. Team Clayton. <laughs> not 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 entirely but i do then think you're, then you're a team tino also no i am not team tino no no not team tino that there's there's too much greasiness there i just ugh. 
Um, okay, so now that that was over, the next Bachelor was announced, and it's Zach. What do we think of this choice? Shia, we'll go first. What do you think of the choice? I mean, it's, it's not a good one. We, we, we discussed this a little bit last time and a couple episodes ago where we couldn't think of anyone from the season who would be a good Bachelor. I mean, he seems like a likable, good-looking, pretty vanilla type of guy i'm sure he's very easy to like i just i don't foresee a lot of drama i I do foresee a lot of emotion from him he seems pretty emotional which i don't mind but i'm just saying i I think we're gonna get that and um it's interesting to me how someone how people go through the experience as the contestants especially when they make it far enough and then you know kind of get their heart broken and also knowing how much of this is like producer driven and what the lead goes through and, and want to be that role. Um, which, which I guess I, you know, a lot of positives come with being that role, but it just seems like you're signing up for such a stressful situation. It's so different as a bachelor or bachelorette, you have the control or at least you believe you have the control. So I think the, it's actually like, it's the mind game. It's like, I was a contestant and there was, 30 other guys but like when I'm the bachelor or bachelorette like I have the choice like there's no way I'm gonna end up alone because I'm the one that gets to choose I I guess but yes probably you're not gonna end up alone but like you said earlier with like Rachel walking into a bar and it's like for anyone that's ever been on the show it's so hard to imagine people having legit hard times finding someone and you're not I don't know. I mean, just the whole show, like at a high level, like this is, you're not, you're finding someone you enjoy spending time with basically on vacation. And it's like, what does that really tell you? Um, yeah. But I, I see, I see why people do it. It's just, it's not something, I don't know, just seems like, so you're putting yourself through so much and you know it going in. I'll- Lizzie, does Zach have an ounce of natural charisma to him? I I think there's something charming about his awkwardness, to be honest, but I think like he's a snooze fest and that's not a negative. That's like, I think he's actually like a normal, nice guy. But I I will say, I will say in his defense, there have been a lot of vanilla bachelors and bachelorettes who have been fine. Clayton was extremely vanilla and like his season was still good. So like, I actually think the fact that he's, seems extremely emotionally in tune with is going to make the season pretty good. Cause I think it's going to be so like emotionally labile and there's going to be so much drama because he himself is so emotional and is going to get so invested and probably ends up being really messy, not on purpose that I actually think like it might not be the worst thing. I just need a little pizzazz something like he was just so awkward standing there next to jesse just like everything was so awkward but everyone was awkward the girls were awkward it was an awkward situation it was live tv it doesn't seem like these people usually usually the bachelor bachelorettes get like media trained before they start he clearly didn't have time to get any of that done and i also think that the choice to make it back happened very recently because I think it was Nate until everything happened and then they made a quick switch once they saw people's reactions to Zach so I wouldn't be surprised if he became the bachelor within the last week interesting 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 and I didn't even think of that um do do they always have on these episodes some of the girls come out like they started 
they, they started, started that recently. Like a, yeah, like a, like two or three seasons ago, they started it. They have never done it live. I don't know if they have they done it live, but they have. But this seems like more awkward than normal. It seemed like yeah. there was like no format. Normally, yeah. it's like kind of just like quicker. It's like the person comes in, they make their. Well, I guess because we had the whole voting thing. Normally, it's like he just meets the five people and that's it, and it's like a quick in and out. By the way, we all know knew that Brianna was going to win that vote, right? I mean, she's gorgeous. Oh, no question. No question. But it was apparent that Brianna was going to win that vote. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought Kat had a chance. I, I, no, I liked, um, I liked <laughs> Christina as my second best, the, one, the last one. Oh, I was a, um, I was big into Bailey. Of course you were. I could have Baylin, called what did, what did he say her name was? He was like, what was there? Baylin. He called her Baylin. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was, I mean, of I all the things that, that were super awkward, I think it was the most awkward when Jesse asked Zach to name. No, I think Jesse was having way too much fun with it, honestly. That was so unfair. I would not yeah. remember. And I, I didn't know anyone named at camp, but I was there for two days. No, but also it has nothing to do with, like, not remembering their names. It was, like, he's literally on live television, and he yeah. didn't know who was, was coming. Like, he probably blacked out the whole time. He was so awkward, because they're also still, all the girls are standing there. Like, I go, oh, guess I didn't make a good impression. It was, yeah. it was mean. It was so wrong. Seems like the whole thing was seemed unnecessary. Like, why start next season right now? I like, what's the point of that? Also, the thing is, is like, I get it. If like the ending of the season was like very boring, like, oh, they found someone, they moved on, whatever. I get it, but it's like I could have listened to the whole Rachel and Tino thing for another hour. Like, I didn't need a half right. hour of Zach. No, it was so stupid. When we're gonna have a whole season of him? Yeah, it was. It was a bit too much. Uh, last thing. Jesse's um, performance. What what do we think? How did he do? I thought he did pretty well. Uh, no different than the rest of the season. I literally crack up every time he gets into his sad, tragic voice to foreshadow something bad about to happen. And the, the lights go dark around him. They dim out. Oh, my God. When the lights <laughs> went dark to start the show. Oh, the lights go dark. He goes, oh, great. this has never been seen before. And I'm warning to the audience, it's rough. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, it was, while Rachel's sitting like two feet away from him. <laughs> you, you would have assumed that it was like some type of physical altercation. That it's like, oh, this yeah. is graphic, everybody. It's like, relax. Um, Lizzie, what, what do we make of, uh, of Jesse? love Jesse because I like that he doesn't take himself too seriously like he'll make jokes about him like even when he says it's the most dramatic season like you can see there's like a hint of sarcasm like he knows and like and in their defense this really I think probably was the most dramatic season like we've never had a cheating I mean we had the Jed situation but that wasn't like cheating it was like he had a girlfriend before this we've never had like a cheating scandal like this it's pretty bad and they didn't have two bachelorettes before. So it was kind of that like, too. you know, it, it was going to be the most dramatic because they were doing something completely different. I think Jesse's good. I think Jesse understands that he's kind of like a caricature of himself, of what the host yeah. should be. And he leans into it. I can appreciate that. I will say, if we're making fun of Rachel for certain things, Jesse needs to tighten it up a little bit. Because when we saw that scene on. You know, when he's hosting Paradise and he's wearing that blue polo shirt, 
I, that, that's nightmare fuel. Like, Jesse, you were a pro athlete. Come on. Tighten it up, hey. dude. Hey, you have high standards. Yeah, he should go see Rachel's trainer. Revenge bodies, revenge bodies. All right, last, last thing before we um, before we. So, exit. Uh, Jesse is hosting Paradise. Yeah. It's not that other guy. Yeah. What? It's not. It's not Wells. Not Wells. It's Jesse. I thought Wells was hosting. Didn't he? He wasn't in any of the trailers, and it's always been Jesse. But may, may, maybe Jesse just. Oh yeah, you're right. They say F you, Jesse. You're right. I don't know. Correct. So who's everybody most excited for for Paradise? Um, I think I'm most excited for uh, Victoria Fuller. I love her. She's the queen. No, not that Victoria. Victoria Fuller oh, was okay. the from Peter's season. I don't know if you watched. Uh, okay, yeah, I did watch Peter's season. Okay, not yeah. Queen Victoria. No, no. Um, I, I was. I feel like I'm gonna like I'm gonna see these people and be like, oh yeah, I remember them. But like at this point, I don't really remember anybody except for uh, Aaron. I do remember him from the past season. Mm-hmm. He's like a funny guy. The guy who's yeah. like naked in every scene in the in this season of Bachelorette is there, and I like I don't need to see that guy anymore. Well, Aaron, Aaron is gonna be with Aaron Gen- Tobin Hess's girlfriend. So. Correct, Genevieve. Mm-hmm. My girl, Genevieve. What? What a woman! That she's crazy in like. A slightly a dangerous way, but like the best way possible. I I can't get enough of her. Oh my god. She she's she's something else. But yeah, I've had enough of the naked guy too. I even forget what his name is. He, I don't even know. He just walks around with a black box around his, his lower half. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. Has, I can't even remember who that is. He has a bad rib tattoo, and he was fooling around with the least attractive girls on the trail. <laughs> and I just was like, of course, because this guy probably stinks. What, um, what do you think happens that where all the girls are leaving and they're all angry? They, they oh, it's Jesse. obvious. Yes. So he what brings happened? in, he brings in five new girls and he says the rest of the girls have to go off the Island while the guys that are there hang out with those girls and see if they like them better than the girls that they have relationships with. Oh, nice. Brutal, right, well, fair, brutal. Fair, but fair. It, Bachelor in Paradise is better than The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Of it's course, incredible. Hands, down. hands down. And thank goodness this season's over. Thank you guys for being available to recap it. Uh, we'll obviously have to talk about Paradise at some point. And uh, thanks again for doing it, guys. Uh, speak to you soon. Bye. Later. Bye. Thanks again to recurring guests Shai Elberger and Lizzie Verstendig for coming on to dissect the season finale of The Bachelorette. A truly terrible season it was, but we got it done. Excited for Bachelor in Paradise. That's going to be awesome. With that said, that's episode 176. For the love of the game, take us out. Big pun and joke.
Francis Pond in the Terror Squad. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.